Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. I'll pot up the monitor. I want to hear you, babe. I we just he- did sound check. I want to hear you. What were you doing while we did sound check? I was thinking, just my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I have a whole world in there, you know? There's just mm-hmm. a bunch of little guys in there going on all yeah. kinds of adventures. Yeah. yeah I believe it. I, I bet, man. I it. bet. That's the best thing about stories. <laughs> making stories and characters is it's just like you can have just like a little guy in there and he's just going on adventures and you just think about him uh-huh this is wonderful to show we talk about things we like things that are good things that we're into and it's november it's it is movember it's are you gonna do that again nanowrimo what's that am i gonna grow a mustache yeah i'm gonna grow a mustache i'm gonna write a novel what else is november I'm gonna uh, vote. Sure. Okay. Sure. Gotta uh-huh. vote. We love that here. DC is basically like they're crazy about voting here. Like everybody does it. They take two days off for election day. Well, no, they take one day off. The school the system. School system takes the school two system days adds off for election. Day. They add it. They're like, well, and you know, bless it. Those teachers, they deserve it. Fuck yeah, they do. And you know, you got to take the time to figure out who who you're going to vote for. You know, that takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. Especially if you just moved here a few months ago and you have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Not only who's running, but also like how government works in a non-state. Yeah. Still sort of wrapping my mind around that one. Uh-huh. Me too. Because it's not a state. It is a district. And and they, those license plates will remind you. They will remind you. You are getting taxed and not being represented. And not being represented. They're really proud of it. <laughs> I've got to find out the story behind that. Everybody's like, yeah, we pay money, but not heard in government in the in the Senate. And it's I, like, I think it'd be yeah, fair to say they're actually pretty upset about it. But they yeah, just. Yeah, no, the, but they have signs up. We're like, yeah. no taxation without representation. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's, a, it's exciting. It's exciting. Halloween was yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, Henry was a Sonic the Hedgehog. I was nothing. You were nothing. Gus yeah, was nothing. It didn't even really occur to me no. until I saw you know people posting the pictures of like, here's our adorable family costume. Yeah. I think we did that maybe one year since Henry was born. I'm sure we'll do it next year. It's that the it, Gus is too young. Yeah. It was raining last night, which is not ideal. Like, and I knew so, I was going to have to stay home. Right. We, we didn't really know how into it Henry was going to be. Right. You know? And so we, we just didn't invest I'll in ourselves. I'll tell you, you got into it. That kid was a shrewd businessman <laughs> last night. Some of you'd be like, take a couple pieces. And you'd be like, and how many is a couple? Uh, two? Are we talking three pieces? What does a couple mean to you? What does a couple mean for you today? I will say this, though. Love this new neighborhood. I heard a lot of kids shouting about this. Did you get the jumbos over on that? <laughs> over at that house? They we, got jumbos. This has been a stuff of legends. I have never, as a child, experienced the full-size candy bar. I, I heard about it. Well, you also had like weird, like your parents didn't let you eat chocolate because they thought well, you were allergic to it. It wasn't that they intentionally didn't let me. It was that there was a supposed allergy that ended up not being true. So sad. <laughs> make me so make me so sad. Uh, no, it was just that I, I didn't do the strategy of going to the big fancy neighborhood yeah, ever. Yeah, man, you got um, to. And so I never had the full size candy bar, but. But Henry came home. He had like three full-size Hershey bars. Yeah. And he ate one entire one and then felt so <laughs> shitty. Which like, yeah, man. I don't think anybody is, I don't think Hershey bars are supposed to be 
eaten fully. Well, I only thought of them as an ingredient for s'mores or other sort of. But can't you say that you've eaten a full size candy bar's worth of s'mores in one sitting? Absolutely, I have. Definitely have. Yeah, but that's different, you know? Oh, okay. Then it's part of a healthy, balanced diet. (laughs) Do you have a small wonder? Oh, man. Um,. Uh, I mean, can I say Benadryl? You must say Benadryl. <laughs> I um, I have what is maybe an allergy situation going on. I mean, it would only make sense, right, after several weeks of a stomach illness that I would go straight into an allergy attack. Yeah, you need that next vine to swing <laughs> to. Um, but I'm I'm super stuffy, and and Henry is too, which makes me wonder: is this an illness or is this an allergy? I think it's allergy. Either way, I took a Benadryl last night, and I was so excited to do it. Yeah, I man. was just like I. I'm going to drift off into that that beautiful Benadryl sleep. Yeah. And I'm going to sleep pretty well through the night without the sniffles. Yeah. And I just love the stuff, man. Uh, I want to give a shout out. My small wonder is the group of, I think there were like four or five boys age, maybe 13, 14, who came to the door last night trick-or-treating. And it was pretty <laughs> late. And one of them, who I assume was the leader, (laughs) looked up at me and said, before anything, before trick or treat or anything, he just said, do you want to be done for the evening? And (laughs) it like took me a second to realize what he was talking about. And I realized he wanted me to give all of our candy to this group of boys. And I was like, nah, man, I don't think so. We may still have some more and I don't want to run out. And he's like, all right, all right. And then I was like, has this worked for you yet, though? <laughs> and he was like, no. I was like, keep trying, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thing is, I wish I had. I know, right? Because now he we was. have a fucking bunch. He was the last one. They were the last ones. They were ones. the last ones, and now we have a bunch that of- That young man is going to run for office, 100%. He is. Guaranteed. I'm not sure he'll be a great- a <laughs> No, a, a, no a, but that pitch, But that man. pitch. He'll win. It's just He may or may not be a good one. I also am operating of the mindset that one out of five uh, children we run into in this neighborhood has some kind of political some parent. Sort of, yeah. So I'm just assuming like. Do you do like me where if you see somebody wearing a suit or just any kind of like formal wear on like a Wednesday morning, it's like that's some sort of delegate, some sort of. I don't. Of, no? I don't. Okay. But. But that is because um, I remember that in business culture, people do wear suits. Not actually anymore in 2022. (laughs) Yeah, they don't anymore. See, we are coming from Austin, Texas, where everybody, you know, kept it weird. Yeah. Uh, By which they mean wear shorts. Yeah. And so. That should be the new motto of Austin is just wear shorts. Anytime I saw somebody in in a suit, it was a a real momentous occasion. Um, Or a funeral. Or a funeral. Thank you. (laughs) Wouldn't want to forget that. Um, But I imagine in D.C. people people keep it dressed up. It's so exhausting. Out here. It's so exhausting. I mean, you know me. I'm a clothes horse. But it's exhausting <laughs> trying to keep up with this with this with this pressure. Well, you got plenty of jackets. I do have so many jackets. And so that's a good start. Yeah, I do. Do do you want to tell me about your thing? I you, do. I can't wait. Let's hear it. I do. Uh, it is it is seasonally appropriate. Okay. Although I kind of wish I had saved it, maybe. But it was all I could think of. Okay. And that is the presidential pardoning of a turkey. I'm. I didn't know you're so soft on crime. <laughs> I thought that you wanted. And what to... crime is it that turkeys commit? Gobble, gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. Public nuisance. They are. 
Oh. Have you ever been around more than one turkey? It's loud. One turkey by itself is okay. Not the best to look at. Can you tell me when you've been around more than one turkey? Baby, I grew up in the country. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> look at me. That's you over there, squeak, squeak, city mouse. Yeah. I'm over here <laughs> surrounded by turkeys, country okay. mouse. Being chased by them, I think. Oh, okay, like on your way mice. to school. On my way to school, just <laughs> and there's when there's more than one, they just scream at each other nonstop. Uh-huh. They're so competitive. They're like little round, just spherical dinosaurs. Yeah, and I think that they should <laughs> not be pardoned. I think that they should have to face the consequences of their actions. Okay, but I, I <laughs> but I digress. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know this was your platform. Um, so I've talked about White House pets before. Yes. Which was one of, I would say, <laughs> we'll go down in history as, in my books at least, one of the most mind-boggling segments that you've ever brought to the show. <laughs> I I kind of love a tradition. Like I love, when I was a kid, especially like Groundhog's Day, like this idea that there is this inexplicable tradition related to animals in some way. Sure. And I'm always like kind of curious about it every year. It's like, well, what happened with that? And what's the story? And I can't wait till next year. <laughs> yeah. You're always like, it's like July and you start like shuddering with excitement. And I don't even have to ask you why. It's because the presidential pardoning of the turkeys is like just around the corner. <laughs> uh, so, of course, I had to look into this. Um, you know, so there. what's interesting about it. Uh, there is a National Turkey Federation, um, which has a history of giving presidents turkeys. Uh, and this started back in 1947 with President Truman uh, and continues basically to this day, I think, because of the Turkey Federation. Okay. Of just like a, we want turkeys front and center every year. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> you're going to need to tell me what the Turkey Federation is. And most importantly, if it is a organization helmed by human beings or <laughs> okay. not. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Do you, do you think that like, you know, milk, eggs, all of those campaigns that you see nationally are all yeah. headed by the animal that creates them? Well, probably not like beef, huh? I don't think that that's, I don't no, think that that one's. We both know that's Lance Picus. We all, both know that's American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> that's Lance Picus. for four of our listeners. That's a joke for nobody, honey. That's just for us. <laughs> I will go, I will stand on this hill and proudly say any American Ninja Warrior jokes we make on this show are for each other. And it's an intimate pride. It's not for, don't, li- hey folks at home, when we talk about American Ninja Warrior, don't listen. That's private, intimate it's time for, for me and my wife. Um. So here's the thing about Truman, though. Okay, so back then, when they first started presenting turkeys uh, to presidents, there was no pardoning. (laughs) There was just a presentation. In fact, there is record saying that Eisenhower, which followed Truman, was presented eight turkeys and did, in fact, consume all of them. No, not all of them. Well, I mean, it says his family. So maybe he's got a big family. I would hope so. Big. Eight fucking turkeys? <laughs> it was Eight turkeys? Eisenhower by himself. Usually one turkey is good for a whole family. Yeah, Traditionally, yeah, when you roll up to Thanksgiving at Papa's house, there's not like five turkeys. Everybody, everybody, everybody gets, gets their one. own personal pan turkey. <laughs> I love that when you would read enough books as a kid yeah. and you get, <laughs> you get enough stickers to go to Chuck E. Cheese and get your own turkey. 
what is interesting around this time, so National Turkey Federation was coming out hard because in the late 1940s, there was this like campaign for Meatless Tuesday and Poultryless Thursday. When was this? Late 1940s when Truman was president. For Meatless Tuesday and Poultryless Thursday? Uh-huh. That's, that's, I would not expect that to happen in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Was it like a like a, a resource preservation thing, or was it a? I don't know if it was a health thing or a resource thing. It has to be a resource thing, right? I can't imagine like there was enough people in the 1940s. Like, guys, it's Tuesday. Let's uh, let's let's do celery today. What do you say? I don't know, but the the National Poultry and Egg Board came out. And said, wait, you're saying poultryless Thursday and Thanksgiving is on a Thursday. How dare you? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that year, Christmas and New Year's Day were also on Thursday. <laughs> Brutal, like, okay, man. Let's let's stop this. Uh, and so that, I think, is when the Turkey Federation got got their hands in, like, the, the presidency. Like, yeah. let's, let's make a big deal out of how great turkeys are. Man. It is shocking how easy it is to get your hand up in the pockets of the presidency. That's what I'm learning <laughs> for this segment. Uh, okay, so flash forward. So at this point, nobody has pardoned a turkey. Yeah. Uh, the first president that was associated with pardoning a turkey was uh, JFK, 1963. He, upon receiving the turkey, just announced that he would not eat it. Uh, and then was it was that kind of rude? Like if it was unprecedented, if he was the first one to do it, and someone was like, "Here's a turkey. His name is Doctor Gobbles. He is so <laughs> fat and luscious, and you're gonna love him." And he was just like, "I'm not gonna eat that." Well, here's what I think forced his hand is that when the turkey was presented to him, it had a sign around its neck that said, "Good eating, Mister President." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And so I feel like that kind of pushed him a little bit to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I won't eat this guy because this makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, good, Jay. That's great, Jay. It's good that made that made you feel uncomfortable, Jay. <laughs> so when the newspapers reported on this, they reported that he had pardoned the turkey. So it was not, in fact, JFK making that move. Um, the, when it became a real tradition was during Reagan. Uh, he was under examination because of the Iran-Contra scandal. There was all this talk about whether he's going to pardon Oliver North. And he joked that if that year's turkey had not, in fact, already been destined for a petting farm, he would have pardoned him. At, that's That sucks, Ron. <laughs> Ron, that sucks, dude. Listen, bud. That sucks, man. That sucks straight up and down. Uh, so it took off. After Reagan, George H.W. Bush began the tradition, he said um, that the turkey had, quote, been granted a presidential pardon as of right now, allowing him to live out his days on a farm not far from here. That sounds like a euphemism first. Second <laughs> no, of all, you don't part, you don't, okay, this is like if a serial killer or some sort of, like, if Ghostface came to your teen party, killed all your friends, came to you, and was like about to kill you, and then was like, ah, I pardon you. Uh -huh. This isn't a pardoning. You were going to kill and eat me, and then you didn't. I didn't do. I didn't do anything wrong. If anything, I pardon you from wanting to kill and eat me. Uh huh. 
Well, let me tell you about a farm that is, uh, at at least for a while, was known for receiving the turkeys. The name of the farm was Frying Pan Farm Park in Fairfax County, Virginia. Frying Frying Pan Farm Park? Uh Uh-huh. Frying Pan Farm Park. Uh Uh-huh. Frying pan front park. Isn't there a suggestion in that name that perhaps these turkeys are not, are not created? Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, <laughs> from 2005 to 2009, turkeys were sent to Disneyland Resort in California, and they served- Way better, <laughs> way better situation. <laughs> I mean, for a turkey, you think turkeys are like super into Mickey? Then going to the frying pan front park? <laughs> yeah, I think so. These turkeys served as the honorary grand marshals of Disney's Thanksgiving Day Parade. All right. Uh, from 2010 to 2012, they went to Mount Vernon as the uh, estate of George Washington. Yeah. But then they stopped accepting them because it violated the estate's policy of maintaining its own historical accuracy. And Washington never had turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> do they do that with like if squ- a squirrel is running Get around? Out of here. Like, Get out of here. George Washington didn't have a squirrel. Get Shoot, birds. He didn't do pigeons. Go. <laughs> um let's see 2013 to 2015 uh they went to marvin park in leesburg virginia 2016 to 2019 they went to virginia tech uh they have a big like poultry pl- they got program. their degree in bioengineering and uh, <laughs> called like gobbler's rest where they send the turkeys gobbler's rest again sounds like a place where you uh-huh. behead and devour turkeys and then 2020, turkeys sent to Iowa State University. Uh, and then 2021, Purdue. So these turkeys, man, they go on to earn big, credentials. Big yeah, sure. Um, do you want to know some turkey names before we close out? I must know some turkey names before we go out. Uh, so turkeys really started receiving their names. Uh, what? That? What a <laughs> wild way to say that, honey. <laughs> When the when the turkey moon hung high in the sky, the Clinton presidency was when you first saw like here is a turkey that we are pardoning, and here is its name. Yes. Uh, so that was in 1999, Harry, and then in 2000, Jerry. <laughs> all right, guys. I get that we all had a lot of stuff going on in 1999 and 2000, but Harry and Jerry, there's so many better options. In 2001 is when you start seeing alternates. So there are two turkeys. This is where it gets even worse for me. When it's like, what if they're friends? What if they're family? <laughs> well, a tradition starts where both get pardoned. That's Just so you know. Yeah, I, this is my issue. This is something that makes me a little uncomfortable. Uh, but it was 2001. Uh, George W. Bush, uh, in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. Oh, fuck no, baby. Liberty and freedom. (laughs) We were doing a lot of stuff back then. Listen, listen, (laughs) y'all. It sucks so bad. It's so, it's, it sucks so bad. Obviously, 9-11, total drag. We're all on the same page about that. But 21 years out, it's cartoonish. It is. How how fucking hard liberty and freedom and freedom and liberty and justice and freedom and they hate our freedom and our liberty and our fries. Like, (laughs) 
I'm not saying anything new here, but that's that's truly parodic. No, this really drives the point home. Uh, 2002, Katie, the first ever female turkey, was pardoned. Oh, good. It's a big moment in women's history. Huge. <laughs> uh, and then we get both turkeys, the the main stage turkey and its understudy, <laughs> getting like coordinating names. So 2003, Stars and Stripes. 2004, Biscuits and Gravy. <laughs> that's great. I like that. That's my favorite so far. Um, all the way into Obama presidency, uh, we've got, uh, mac and cheese. Good. Um, tater and tot. Okay. I, it's getting a little. And then most recently during the Biden presidency, 2021, peanut butter and jelly. Okay. So they've, they've settled into a naming convention here. I almost kind of miss liberty and freedom. Just like a big swing. Like that. Well, you know what's uh, what's kind of surprising uh, yeah. when I was looking through this, uh, 2011 Obama presidency, there was another turkey named Liberty. Wow! And the alternate bird was named Peace. Well, okay, I like that better, right? <laughs> we wouldn't have done that in 2001. We wouldn't have <laughs> no, that one. Peace, no, peace would peace not have been. <laughs> and forgiveness. No, uh, there's that's, your turkeys. Thank you for the turkey knowledge. I appreciate that. Is it, it is truly is bonkers, and I want to go um, to steal you away now. Okay, thanks. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality and you think that I could never be that I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. 
with I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Wow, Emily, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years. I know, but hey, don't worry. You can jump in at literally any episode and hear us talk about some of our favorite stuff, caterpillars becoming butterflies. Martha Stewart flying around in a private jet full of trees. Yes, you heard me right, trees. Neighbors becoming enemies. Just kidding. (laughs) Whatever messed up stuff we can find on Wikipedia. Our impeccable taste in everything from dogs to TV shows to bodily functions. And horses. Lots and lots of horses. Come for our horned up rants about the world. Stay for the catchy theme songs. You might not learn anything, but we're a good hang. Baby Geniuses. Every other week on MaximumFun.org. Baby Geniuses. Tell us something we don't know. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, yeah, completely. Our, our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. So it's not, uh, it's not Poptober anymore. That is what I... Was that what it was? That's what I am calling it now on the other side of it. Because, um, you know, we got Tay dropped a new one. We got Carly dropped a new one. Like, it was an important month uh-huh. for the genre. We're one day late. It's Popvember now. But I do <laughs> want to talk about another sort of uh, iconic pop just mastermind on this week's episode, whose name is Griff. So, but it's not me. Can you imagine if I was like, here's this new pop star I'm just wild about named Griff. It's me. <laughs> Boy, you went away. Every- <laughs> I can't, I don't, I can't write pop music on the fly like that. But I'm talking about Griff, uh, who is fantastic. I first heard her on a track called Head on Fire that she did with Sigrid, uh, frequent guest on the show, Sigrid, uh, and that song's a bop. Go find that one. I'm not going to play it for you today, but, uh, you know, we love Sigrid in this house. Yeah. Her voice is, like, super powerful, uh, and then Griff comes in on that second verse, and it's like, wow, that's, now that's also what I call singing. Uh, I'm going to play a song of hers now at the top of the show in case you are uh, uninitiated, so you can just hear what a sort of powerhouse she is. This is a song called One Night. Uh, Griff was born in England in 2001. Uh, Her dad is a second-generation Jamaican immigrant, and her mom is a first-generation Chinese immigrant. 
Uh, and she got, as all people do, super into Taylor Swift. Uh, she credits <laughs> she had she got an i I think an iPod Shuffle with a Taylor Swift album on it in two thousand eight. That like she credits for being like her it's launch such a, pad. It's such a reminder of how old we are. Yes, when there are people that are coming up in the music scene that have just never lived a life without Taylor Swift. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean that in two thousand eight she would have been seven years old listening yeah. to taylor swift on an ipod shuffle uh and like that really turned her on to music so much so that she started learning how to make her own music via youtube tutorials and wow. like uh logic on her older brother's laptop which is like very i very I much enjoy that, that. Yeah. um when she was in university she was making music the whole time but she was keeping it basically a secret uh she has some quote about like nobody wants to hear about how you want to be a singer uh and so like just nobody knew about this this secret life uh that she she had going on she told the faculty that she was going to take a gap year uh and during that she started to perform and release music as as griff her real name is sarah griffiths uh and she has a quote where she said sarah griffiths isn't that glamorous i sound like i have a mortgage and four kids it's very corporate <laughs> it's like i don't know that i agree with that yeah, no, just, sarah griffiths does not say that doesn't like motivate any kind of particular image in my mind yeah it doesn't sound particularly businessy to me uh, so in July 2019, she signed with Warner Records while she was like taking this gap year. Uh, and then over the next few months, she just made this colossal splash in the UK pop music scene, uh, started to perform and tour like crazy. She released her uh, debut EP last year called One Foot in Front of the Other, uh, which is like the extent of her discography. It's just that and uh, a, a few singles. Uh, the EP she called a mixtape. I don't know if that's an actual like category of releases in the music industry now yeah that was not anything i was familiar with um until recently yeah okay well it's just her as far as i know so i a mixtape for me is like a bunch of songs that you record off the radio because you're 500 years old um but i suppose that there you can mean anything these days uh she's just super duper duper impressive i love a, a self-starter yeah. In 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 the music space, um, especially in pop music, where like pop music gets a bad rap uh, of for being like extremely manicured, very like um, like produced produced, like, uh, yeah. not just the music, but just the public the whole, persona yeah. and the songwriting and all of this stuff. Uh, and that's that is an unfair characterization of of the the genre i think these days especially but like she produces her own music she is a you know vocalist and songwriter she has directed her own music videos and choreographed those music videos she's also like a fashion designer she has made her own like dresses and outfits that she's worn to like awards shows that are like outrageously great uh and she's like does it all which is I'm, I'm glad radical. that a lot of attention has been brought to this idea of like creators and people being creative. This idea that like there are many ways to like make something and share it, and that often people that that have that inclination like can do it across multiple areas. You know, yeah. Like, as a kid, I feel like you and I like we were really taught to specialize. Absolutely, you know? it's like, figure out your thing 
pour all your effort into that thing and be an adult. And now it's like, hey, you can do lots of things and all of it can be valuable to you and enriching and and don't limit yourself. Well, and it's also like we're talking about, uh, you know, the generational sort of creative difference. Like, I don't know that it this, this kind of creative like diversity would be as achievable when when we were younger when like yeah, you couldn't get on youtube Internet. and get a, yeah. get on your brother's laptop with logic on it and just like make make stuff yeah all, every step of that process the making the music the finding out how to do it like all of that stuff like wasn't really available to us when we were kids aside from you know apprenticeships that makes it sound like we grew up in the, in the, in the dark ages which isn't true. well i mean or you could do what you did which is like print out stuff on the school printer yeah i mean that know? was mostly like walkthroughs for pokemon gold and silver and stuff like that but yeah I, I appreciate what you're saying and trying to make some sort of comparison here between me and this uh uh pop pop star uh on top of like all of that, on top of like how impressive an artist she is, just the music is so incredible. I don't know it how is. deep a dive you did after I sent you some just of the, the tracks. Just the songs you shared me, yeah. Uh, just the hooks are so catchy. Like I can't get them out of my head, and and it's the kind of like catchy where if I'm in the car, I'll just like throw them on because I can't stop thinking about them and need to sort of like scratch that itch. It's that sort of like yeah. satisfying type of catchy. Uh, the harmonies have layers upon layers upon layers. Her voice is amazing. Uh, and yeah, she's just great. Here's, I'm going to play another one of her big singles off that mixtape that I mentioned earlier called Walk, which I have uh, especially been listening to just nonstop this week. And if I could, you know that I would. I'd give you my eyes so you can see what I do. And maybe you know it too. That there's something in the way that you walk. I come from a Griff, uh, I, I think she's really, really, really talented. She's going to be, I think, the biggest thing ever. Uh, it's already kind go. of like I think she's. I think she's already getting there, but she has had this crazy meteoric rise over the last like year and a half, even. And I, I think there's nowhere to go but up. And I'm. I, I can't wait to hear more tunes, more tracks. And that's a Griffin McElroy guarantee. That's a guarantee from me. You can you can bet money on it. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three is the year of Griff, and I'll get a little like uh, that'll benefit me somewhat. They'll be like, "It's your year," and I'll be like, "No, it, no." But maybe um, you'll start seeing a lot more kids named Griffin. No, probably not. No. What about Griffin? Griffin Griffiths. That would be a strong Griff Griff. <laughs> that just reminds me of the Rough Rough Tweet and Dave show. Rough Rough Tweet and Dave. <laughs> Have a magical day. Okay, anyway, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much. Thank hey, you. Thank you. We never say that, do we? I think we do. I've never thanked our audience before. I'm pretty sure we do. We appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah. Thank you for your patience. This episode's not late. So I don't know why I'm thanking you for that. But uh, thanks to everybody that sent me real nice messages after the the intense poem I read last week. Yeah, a lot of people really enjoyed it, and I always like hearing that. A lot of people was like, made me sad. And yeah, like, I mean there were tears, and it's like, but that's good. Well, but I like happy better. 
Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, it is your thing. Like, not me though. If I have a choice, I do happy because that's the good feeling one. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this movie Inside Out, and in it, you learn that basically happy is better than sad. Yeah, that is how it ends. <laughs> where where joy goes through and just destroys all the other emotions and uh-huh. then stands and then the on girl top is, of their bodies. And then the girl is happy all the time. Yeah, it's like, no you, you know what I mean? Like, no it's downside. just good. Yeah. It's just good to be happy. Um, but thanks to Maximum <laughs> Fun. We've never thanked Maximum Fun before. <laughs> for having us on the network. Thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Muddy Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Uh, hey, we we got a show coming up next week. I mean, we got lots of shows coming up next week, but uh, yeah. we, me and Rachel, we gotta get that shit ready, huh? We're I gonna know. be performing here in DC next week. At I the... was thinking I should have saved Thanksgiving turkey for that one, but oh, I'm sure man. there's there's plenty more things. To I mean, talk we gotta about. talk about the district, baby. We gotta talk about. We have not lived here long enough to be able to extol its virtues. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we're going to be at the DAR Constitution Hall here in D.C. Uh, I think Sawbones is also going to be opening with us uh, for Mabim Bam. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, And we're going to be doing Mabim Bam in Cincinnati and Detroit. And then we're going to be doing Mabim Bam here. And then we're going to be doing Adventure Zone, Dadlands 2 with uh, special DM Brennan Lee Mulligan. I can't Uh, wait. I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be a hoot. Uh, So go get your tickets for that. Uh, Go to McRoy.Family. We'll have links for you there. And that's it. That's it. Have a good uh have a good one, everybody. Have a fresh Wednesday. Keep it light. Keep it uh what's wrong? <laughs> I'm just trying to people listen to this show because they need a little like huh, little, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, huh. And And I feel like they lose that a little bit when at the end you're I say like, keep it light, keep it tight. Uh yeah. keep it keep it light, keep it tight, keep it so right. Going all night. And, uh-huh. and Dr- drink Sprite. And then this episode is sponsored by Sprite, the Sprite company. Mm-hmm. I like the Sprite in you. I like the Sprite in you. <laughs> <laughs> what if we had the courage to end every episode like that? <laughs> I like the Sprite in you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.